You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. Good morning, Midway. I love watching how much you all love each other. It's just great. It is so great. We have such a welcoming church. Welcome to worship this morning. We are so glad that you are here this first Sunday of August. That also happens to be, where's she in here? Where is she? Where's the birthday girl? Pastor Amanda's birthday. So make sure that you um, give her some well wishes. If you see her, make sure you make sure you track her down. All right, let's get started. Let's worship the Lord together. Would you all stand up?
Good morning. Am I on? All right. It's good to see y'all this morning. My name is Amanda Lane. I'm the associate pastor here. We want to welcome you to worship. Welcome those of you who are online to worship as well. I'd love for everybody to scan this little QR code and register your attendance. If you are a first-time guest, we want to invite you to fill out this blue card and place it in the offering plates at either side of our doors um, when you leave today. A couple of quick reminders about what's going on in the life and ministry of our church uh, this week. Um, music for Missions is August 27th. Tickets are on sale now. So you can go to our website and get tickets. Um, I believe that we'll be selling them at the welcome desk um, coming up. But we hope that you'll come, you'll support the missions, the music of this church. Um, and if you have not yet signed up and you want to sing, you want to perform, there is still space for you to perform. So um, talk with Kirk or Melissa Grizzle. Um, we can get you in touch with them if you don't have that information. I also want to say a special thank you for donating the school supplies to Midway Elementary. Um, we took those supplies over to the school this week and met with the, the principal, Mrs. Rogers. She was just so flabbergasted and so overjoyed to see all the different items. Um, if, if you're a teacher and you've received gifts like that before, you know how exciting it is. And she just couldn't, she couldn't believe it. Um, it, was, it was really great to see that joy on her face and know that the children who receive it will also have that same joy. Um, this morning, we also want to recognize and welcome Jared Brooks. He's already back in the AV booth. Jared is going to be our new worship leader beginning on the 21st. So welcome, Jared. We are really glad that you are here uh, with us this morning to worship God and to celebrate um, all that God has done in our lives. Let's take a moment to go to God in prayer and center our hearts and our minds. Almighty God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we can come together and we can praise you. We can honor you and we can worship you. And Lord, we can do that with, with fellow Christians. God, that we can lift up our voices together as one and worship you. I pray this morning that whatever else is going on in our life, Whatever else is, is happening, Lord, that you would just help us to focus on you. Help us to see you. Help us to honor you. Help us to worship. Amen. All my life you 
Let's go to God in prayer.
Almighty God, Lord, we come before you to worship your goodness, to worship your greatness. And God, we, we praise you because you bring us along. Lord, you invite us to experience you, to experience your goodness, to experience your love and mercy. Almighty God, we confess that we don't always come along with you. Lord, we confess that at times we seek our own way. At times we do our own thing. God, I just pray for your forgiveness. As we come before you today, forgive us for those times that we've turned from you, that we've sought our own way. Lord, for the times that we have forgotten the widows and the orphans, the homeless, the aliens. God, would you be with us continually reminding us of our call to be more and more like Christ. Allow us to find ways to serve you. Allow us to find ways to be your people in relationship and covenant with you. Almighty God, Lord, I pray and give you thanks this morning. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for allowing us to honor and praise you. Thank you for the ways that this congregation is becoming more and more like you. Thank you for the ways that we are being transformed to love you and to love our neighbor. God, I pray this morning that we would continue to seek your way and your will. God, this morning we lift up our prayers uh, for, for friends, for neighbors, for strangers. God, we lift up a special prayer for Mark Austin, who suffered a stroke yesterday. God, we thank you that you have already begun the healing process. And we pray for continued healing for him. Be with Angie and their family as, as he continues to recover. And Lord, we pray for others who might be in the hospital, who might be sick, who might be recovering from, from illness. God, be with them. Remind them of your healing hand, your grace, your presence. God, we also pray for those who are mourning. Whether it's mourning the loss of loved ones or mourning the loss of a job or loss of independence. We pray that, that your presence would be known with them. And God, for those who are lonely, who are struggling with anxiety or depression or worry. God, would you be with them? More so, God, we ask that you would invite us to join you in ministry to all of these people. God, show us ways that we can help 
those whom you have called us to help. Lord, we pray these things today in your name. Can we join together now and pray the prayer that Jesus taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'd now like to invite our children to come on forward for our children's sermon this morning. Good morning. Hey, friends. Hey, bud. Hey, guys. Oh, you can look at Miss Tiffany. She's going she's gonna to tell you guys about Jesus this morning. Come on up. Come on. I, don't, I was commanding the attention. You guys want to come on over here? And we can sit and... Miss Tiffany is actually going to talk to you this morning. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Did everyone have a good week back at school? Good couple days? Okay, okay. Well, today we are going to talk about Isaiah. Has anyone ever heard of Isaiah? Yeah. He has a whole book in the Old Testament named after him. He was a Mm. prophet, and we're going to talk about him today. So, do you know that, what do you do to get ready for church? Do you put on, like, your best clothes? Yeah? Mm -hmm. You put on your best clothes. You get all cleaned up, and you go to church. And when you go there, you guys, of course, you come downstairs, you listen. We Up here, they sing songs. And some people think that that's what it's all about. Well, that's what being a Christian is all about. Is that what being a Christian is all about? No. No, right? Is it about how you look? It's about what you do on Sunday? But going to church is good, right? We like to come here and worship God. And we like to come and, and fellowship with other Christians and other people who we really care about and who love Jesus, right? Which is awesome. But is that what it's all about? No. So Isaiah, in his book, he talks about being a Christian. And is it just something that you do on Sundays? I can't hear you. No, it's not. It's something that you do Every day, right? All right, so we're going to play a little game. We're going to thumbs up or thumbs down. Everyone show me your thumbs. Everyone got a thumb? Everybody got a thumb? Okay. Thumbs up is good, okay? Thumbs down, not so good. So I'm going to list off a couple things, and I want you to vote, okay? So everyone has to vote. So put your thumbs down for a moment. All right, so the first one is... What if all week long you treated someone unfairly, but then you went to church on Sunday and you pray, you raised your hand and you praise the Lord? Do you think God would think that's a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Thumbs down, right? Because you're supposed to you're supposed to treat people fair, right, and nice, and that's how you show one of the ways you show that you're a Christian, right? You treat them like Jesus would. All right. What about someone who is poor and they don't have any food? And instead of, like, helping them and giving them food or doing something that you can do, that you just say, okay, I'll just pray for them at church on Sunday. Do you think God says that's a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down? Yeah. We should do more than just pray for them, right? Okay. Last one. You guys ready? I want to see everybody's thumbs up or thumbs down, okay? 
Last one is what if you were playing your baseball game or your basketball game or your football game and you really wanted to win, so you cheated? <laughs> but the, Oh, you don't know. But then you came to church on Sunday and you prayed. And when the pastor was preaching, Pastor Amanda, Pastor Jenny, you were like, amen. You think God sees that as a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oof, right? <laughs> thumbs down for sure. Because is coming to church on Sunday is important, right? But is that what it's all about? No. Being a Christian is about what you do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Because God is with you all the time, right? Is God just with you here at church? Mm-mm. Is he watching you all the time? Mm-hmm. He is. So it's about being a Christian and loving Jesus is about more than just what you do on Sundays, right? It's about doing good and being good in your heart all the time, right? Every day, right? Just Sundays or should we do it like Mondays and Tuesdays too? Wednesdays and Thursdays? Fridays and Saturdays? All the days? Every day. Every day. That's right. All right. So everyone, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray and ask God to help us to be Christians and to shine our light like Jesus every day, okay? Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our church. But let us know. But let us know. That it's more than just Sundays. That it's more than just Sundays. It's every day. It's every day. Help us to shine our light like you. Help us to shine our light like you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. You either go back to your parents or line up with us to go downstairs. As we come to the point in our, our service where we have an opportunity to give back to God, just a reminder that if you would like to give online, you are more than welcome to give online. We also have offering plates at either door, and you can give, um, you can give there. I do want to say thank you so much for your generous donations um, this past couple weeks to Murphy Harps. Um, Murphy Harps is a children's home for children who have um, been traumatically abused, and it has, it specializes in um, specialized counseling, specialized care for these children. And so you all have given a gift of 4670 to support this ministry. So thank you. We appreciate that generous donation and that uh, gift that will help these children. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you so much that you have given us so much. And Lord, we just pray this morning that as we return just a portion of those gifts to you, Lord, that you would use them, multiply them for the kingdom. Amen. Jeremiah, help. If it's bandaging the broken or washing filthy feet, 
continue this morning uh, on our sermon series, Profit Margins, uh, looking at some of the messages of the Old Testament prophets. We have two readings from the prophet Isaiah. Uh, Today is the first one, and it's found in the book of Isaiah, the first chapter, the first verse, and then skipping over to verses 10 through 20. Hear now God's word to us this day. The vision of Isaiah, son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Isaiah, Jotham, Ahaz, 
and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed bees. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. When you come to appear before me, who asks this from your hand? Trample my courts no more. Bringing offerings is futile. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Sabbath and calling of convocation, I cannot endure solemn assemblies with iniquity. Your new moons and your appointed festivals my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A friend of mine recently picked up her granddaughter from summer camp and she brought her home and was helping her get settled in her bedroom upstairs and she told her you know I'm going to leave I'm going to go downstairs and get dinner ready and while I do that I want you to get cleaned up well it's about 30 minutes later she called her granddaughter down for dinner and here she came bounding down the stairs sat down at the dinner table they said their blessing and they began to eat. Well, they'd been eating a few minutes when the grandmother looked over and she saw how filthy her precious granddaughter was. And she said to her, Sarah, I thought I told you to get cleaned up, to, to wash your hands. To which Sarah said, Nana, I may not look clean, but I feel clean. Wash your hands. I wonder how many times a parent, teacher, or caregiver gives these instructions over a lifetime. For those who didn't internalize that maternal mantra growing up, nothing woke us up more to the habit of hand washing than COVID-19, right? While those who work in food service or medical settings or with young children are well-versed in the importance of clean hands, we all got schooled quickly in its importance due to the pandemic. You know, we may slather on tons of that hand sanitizer or pour it into the hands, grubby hands of our kids, but nothing beats a good old hand washing 
with soap and water. According to CDC recommendations, thorough hand washing involves five steps. I know you needed them to tell you that, but five steps, right? You often see this displayed on signs uh, in bathrooms and restaurants or schools. The steps are obvious, wet, lather, scrub, rinse, and dry. Now, the part we usually skimp on is the scrubbing part. You know how long we're supposed to scrub? Anybody know? Anybody? Well, 30, that's pretty good. They actually say 20 seconds. Now, the only person I've ever known who actually does that is Judy Austin. We were traveling in the Holy Land. I'd go in the bathroom, come out, and I'd be waiting on her. What's she doing in there? And she was a teacher. She knew. She, she said the alphabet or whatever while she was scrubbing. But I, I figured out that 20 seconds amounts to saying the 23rd Psalm once through or saying the Lord's Prayer twice. So, um, you know, that's not too bad. Two birds with one stone, you know, if... Uh, praying for the Lord to cleanse us from the trespasses at the same time that we clean our hands. Say your prayers and wash your hands, declares a popular household bathroom sign, because Jesus and germs are everywhere, right? Isaiah served as the voice of the Lord through the administration of four kings of Judah, beginning some 750 years before Christ. The book of Isaiah is arguably the most important of the recorded prophecies, often called the fifth gospel, because it is quoted so frequently in the New Testament. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, God tells Judah through the prophet. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. What's going on? What evil does Isaiah want Judah to clean up from exactly? What evil is being perpetrated? In this sermon series, we've already heard from uh, two of the minor prophets, Amos and Hosea, who prophesied to the northern kingdom of Israel. Well, during the 8th century B.C., while Israel was getting their comeuppance from those two, Things are going fairly well down in the southern kingdom of Judah and its capital city of Jerusalem. The economy was booming. The elite were basking in the prosperity of the Uzziah years. And ecclesiastical institutions were buzzing with sacrifices and songs. Everything was right, or, right as rain, or so it seemed, until Isaiah showed up and reigned on Judah's parade. The first hint that the prophet isn't going to soft-pedal the Lord's message is in his address. Listen up, you rulers of Sodom and you people of Gomorrah, likening them to those, those cities God wiped off the face of the map because of their wickedness. Isaiah continues, and here I paraphrase. You think me, you make me smile when you come to the temple and offer sacrifices, God says? Ah, contraire, I choke on the smoke. My eyes are red from it. 
You think I don't see your hearts? You think I don't look at how you treat the poor the other six days of the week? How can you confess your sins you don't even know you have? How can you praise me when you so clearly have no idea who I am? The whole thing is a sham, a spectacle, and frankly, it makes me sick. You know, some able-bodied folks haven't come back from, to worship consistently since the shutdown 2020, and they may never get back in the habit of regular worship again. But according to the prophet, there's something worse than not showing up for worship, and that's showing up for worship without clean hands and a pure heart. Like the rich man walking by poor Lazarus laying at his door, the powerful and prosperous of Judah were showing up for worship without a thought for the vulnerable who they exploited the other six days of the week. The hypocrisy of their worship was so bad that Isaiah said that they had blood on their hands. Not the blood of animal sacrifices, mind you, but the blood of the needy in their midst. In fact, their hypocrisy was so egregious, God had even ceased listening to their prayers. Because in the eyes of God, they were just going through the motions. Deuteronomy calls for a religion of the heart. A religion of the heart will lead us to not only observe sacramental and liturgical practices, but also to live out a righteous, just life by loving people the same way that Jesus loved them. In fact, Jesus himself pointed out in the Gospel of Matthew the danger of a discrepancy between our worship and our living when he challenged the religious leaders of his day, saying, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint, dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. Jesus challenged them to reconcile their religious observances with right living. I wonder how God feels about us today, how God views our worship. And to what extent have we made our worship of God, a vain ritual, without much of a change in heart. More importantly, is God happy with the way that we have made ourselves captive to social and political ideologies that do little to actually help those in need? God's word for us today, my brothers and sisters, is wash up. It's not enough to feel clean. You have to be clean. Make yourselves clean. Isaiah lists six steps for getting clean. Don't worry, I'm not going into six points now. I know you're getting nervous. Six, six steps. 
Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. These instructions can actually be boiled down to three steps. The first two call to mind the first two general rules of Methodists. I know you know these, right? The first rule is what? Oh, good. Some of y'all do. Do no harm. You know, you can remember that like the Hippocratic Oath. The second is do good. That's right. So that's the same as one, cease to do evil, and two, learn to good, do good. See, learn, it's a process. We're being made into the image of Christ. We learn how to be loving as he is. And three, seek justice. Specifically, we are to seek justice by looking out for those who Jesus called the least of these those treated unjustly by society, of whom Isaiah lists three, the oppressed, the widow, and the orphan. Now, I want to commend you for two things, two things you've done over the past month that point to your care for the least of these. One, you've given generously, as Amanda mentioned, to the school supply drive for Midway Elementary so that Children whose parents can't afford those supplies uh, will have them. Two, as she also mentioned, you have given an offering of $4,670 to Murphy Arps Children's Centers. I know we can make that $5,000. Do we have our $5,000? We got it. We got it. I, I knew y'all come through. Thank you very much. Um, but these children, there's, there's no one more deserving of care, you know, so that they, they have been harmed during the, their, by their biological parents and the foster system. They get the therapeutic care that they need so that they can go on and live an abundant life. Well, the third week in September, we are going to do something different. We're going to forego our regular worship attendance. That's right, no three services. Why? Because we're going to do what Isaiah is telling us to do. We're going to care for the needy. We're going to come together in our gym, and we're going to pack 30,000 meals for the hungry. So I hope you'll make it a priority to be here on that Sunday, September 18th, so we can meet our goals. You know, ministries like this give credence to our worship of God. Do we always get it right? No. Can we do more? Absolutely. But the good news is that through our worship, though our worship does not always match our living, there is grace for us all. God promises us this remedy. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. The blood of Christ poured out for us can make our hearts clean so that we can be transformed into followers of Jesus who cease to do evil, learn 
to do good, seek justice. And when we do that, we'll not only feel clean, we'll be clean. Let us pray. God of redemption, you call us to wash ourselves clean so that our transgressions fall away. May we cease doing evil, learn to do good, and seek justice. You call us to rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, and plead for the widow. May we not forget these responsibilities you've set before us. We are grateful for the reminder from the prophet Isaiah that though our sins are like scarlet, you'll make us like snow. Even though they are red like crimson, you'll make them like wool. May we be obedient and willing followers, pleasing unto you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Blessed are you, O God, who with your word and Holy Spirit created all things and called them good. In Jesus Christ, your word became flesh and it dwelt among us. Through Jesus' suffering and death, you took upon yourself our sin and death and destroyed their power forever. You raised from the dead this same Jesus who now reigns with you in glory. And poured upon us your Holy Spirit, making us people of your new covenant. On the night before meeting with death, Jesus took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when, was, when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts that in the breaking of the bread and the drinking of this wine, we may know the presence of the living Christ and be renewed as the body of Christ for the world, redeemed by Christ's blood until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at your table forever. Through Christ with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. As you prepare to come and receive Holy Communion this morning, I'd like to remind you this is an open table. You need not be a member of this church or this denomination to participate all that is needed is a repentant heart and a desire to come clean before God. 
Uh, the elements that we are serving this morning are gluten-free. We also have sealed elements available. Should you uh, prefer those, please ask for them. We will be serving at the altar rail, so if you'll come at the direction of the ushers and kneel as you are able. If you have trouble kneeling, please remain standing. It's perfectly acceptable to do so. This is our Lord's table, and he invites you to come.
Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, and may God go before you to guide you, may God go behind you to direct you, may God go beside you to befriend you, may God rest above you to protect you, may God rest below you to uphold you, and may God dwell within you to comfort you now and forevermore. Amen.
You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.